1: Sharp darts spitting masters Spitting darts faster Shut up on the driver, you're the passenger Welcome to Ramble Reacts I'm Pete Donaldson And I'm Luke Moore Lukey, how are you doing? We've had a full compliment, aka three football matches in the Premier in the Barclays uh, tonight. It's been a fun evening of football, hasn't it? Luke and Pete Show takeover, baby. It is a Luca Pete Show takeover. If you don't like us talking about football, just listen to um the Luke and Pete Show, which is out pretty much now
0: as well. We'll be I'm talking about I'm not sure batteries. how much is gonna be in this one. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very yeah, good point. It's been a great night of football. It's been a classic night of, of mm. Premier League action, mate. Absolutely. And um, mm. for once the um the showpiece game that I, I know that I mean I know that all the games were were um, were shown, but the showpiece kind of you know headline act, if mm. you like, actually delivered an interesting game, a kind of exciting game, and and plenty of goals. And for that we can be thankful because you don't want to get yourself in this kind of midweek when games are happening at the same time type thing. Mm. You can easily and lots of listeners will be able to relate to this. You can easily get into a situation where you choose your game. Yeah. And then nothing happens, and you start getting updates, and you yeah. start flicking around. And all you know, all before you know it, you've skillfully missed every single goal of the evening um, because you keep flicking between different games. I stuck mm-hmm. with Liverpool Chelsea. I'm pleased I did. Um, I know the other stuff was good, and maybe we'll touch on that a bit later. But Liverpool four, Chelsea one, was a was a, a good game and well worth uh, well worth two hours of my time.
1: <laughs> it certainly was, and I think it was a very one sided match. But for about five minutes, had things gone slightly different in the last twenty, Chelsea possibly could have been gunning for an equaliser well, before. You know, Luis Diaz murdered himself into the box to murder the ball at the net to send the Chelsea fans home murdered. It was incredible.
0: <laughs> He swallowed that. Swallowed a cat. to catch the fly. That's yeah. what that's like, um, I said. Like, I felt like it was a really um one side of the fair for the most part, as you said, bar the occasional foray that Chelsea took Uncuncun. into the Liverpool box to try and win, win a penalty, which yeah. they should have happened, should have had both times, but mm. both times the um the the referees said no, thanks very much, you're not having mm. them. Um, and that will give Chelsea fans something to cling to, right? Yeah, like, I've in seen the forums, all, mainly. I've, I've seen all sorts of stuff from Chelsea fans recently on the old uh, on the old Twitter box. Mm, and okay. um, it's good been stuff. along the lines good of... St- good stuff on there. The,
1: the sort of thing oh, that Musk wants up there, th- I imagine, th- with the Chelsea fans. It's kind of their their vibe in it. If you really like X... <laughs>
0: get involved with Chelsea X because you'll like it even more that's all I'll say but you've Chelsea got Chelsea X. fans selecting very specific runs of games to make them look like the form team in the Premier League completely yes, ignoring like like basically saying that if you go for the last five games before the Liverpool game we've just seen mm. and not look at the teams that they've played against Chelsea yeah. are technically if you squint and look around the corner of the form team in the Premier League they didn't bloody look like it tonight did they they did yeah, not no, look like it tonight they really didn't and it was it was was pretty
1: safe going for Liverpool. Um, Darwin Nunez um, got brought off after hitting the woodwork four times, the most <laughs> any player has done in the Premier League since like 2003 or something like that. I mean, yeah, it's incredible. Since started
0: looking for that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, the man hates aluminium, Luke. It's, it's, it's because- not two
0: about it. It reminded me of that scene in White Men Can't Jump when Woody Harris has taken the piss out of all the players who aren't as good as him for hitting the rim with, with their shots. Yes, okay, right, And every yeah. time they do it, he's going clang,
1: clang, <laughs> like, like shouting <laughs> at them. Did you know that, so, uh, Luke, that um, FIFA allows uh, you to use wood? Even in 2024, allows you to use wood, metal, or some other approved material for your goalpost. Oh, what are the approved materials? I've got to hear that. Exactly, I want to know. Carbon fibre. What's um, it? Asbestos? I don't know. Like, I just want to what's know. What's it when it's not raining? What? Can you imagine that noise if you hit oh, a football in th- into a what's it the th- size of a goalpost? I would love this. that. Th- <laughs> th- mm, th- I'd be,
0: I think he'd be like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Raining like cheesy orange dust onto the keeper.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I just think that um we would like to see. I mean, there's so many like YouTube kind of videos where they'll test different footballs, different um, football gloves, different skills and stuff. Why is nobody testing out um post materials? Get it, get yeah. it done. I, I don't mind.
0: I don't actually mind the material. What I am gonna need is for it to be round. Remember when posts used to be square?
1: Square, yeah, yeah. Because be the ball would now.
0: sort of come off at really weird angles and stuff. And oh yeah, yeah I, don't li- I don't like I don't like that sort cr- of cr- thing. Cr- speaking of Darwin. Nunez like his mm. brain we were yeah, briefly kind of he, he's he's an amazing amazing football player but his brain has been replaced by like a wheel of fortune
1: it is it? a bit magic eight spins. ball isn't it and, it, and the outlook yeah. is
0: always cloudy <laughs> yeah it spins and where it stops who knows <laughs> like some of those so I've never seen a play like you say he's hit, he's hit the woodwork four times in the same game mm. never really been done before that we know of since records began yep. for this kind of stuff the approved material work yeah, he. Yeah, he's. But he sometimes he goes, oh, he's done well to hit the post from there, and sometimes it's a penalty. He, he's done. B- he's yeah. done bad to hit the post from there. Yeah. How have you conspired <laughs> to do that from there? It's yeah. very, very exciting to watch. I think if mm. if you were a, a, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but if I was, I think I would be. Wow, he's capable of such amazing improvisation, and wow, he takes up amazing positions, and he's a brilliant athlete, yeah. and wow, I I am pissed off with him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, I'll always use the um the, the example of a man doing karate kicks on some waist ground. That's improvisation, and so is jazz. But one is respected and one isn't. <laughs> and Darwin Nunes does both every single match.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you're up on the stage at Ronnie Scott's, yeah. you get a more... Q-tops, Respect. Yeah, that yeah. you are if you're down, Someone, them, down the Someone's going to
1: buy you a drink. If you're doing that on some waste ground, someone's going to take the drink away from you. So yeah. it's kind of, it, it's different. So is,
0: is he, what is he, like a kind of, you know, a free jazz trumpeter? Not really, more of an Isle of Dogs with his top off and two planks of wood over his shoulder. <laughs> type <laughs> he, improviser. he does own a trumpet though. He does yeah. own a trumpet. But here's think... the thing. So I would say that despite his quality, he is absolutely the wrong person to be... Um, to be, for example, taking a penalty because mm. he is so instinctive. He's just such yeah. an instinctive player. And if you and if you give him too much time, it may well work out okay. But it feels to me like, I mean, even, I don't know if you remember, but the very kind of first few minutes, he had this amazing like, improvised chance. Mm. And, and you were like, fucking hell, he's going to be on it today. But mm. but you don't ever feel fully confident he's going to do it. And and the thing is, I'm, I'm saying that about him. But he's not had a terrible goal return this season. I mean, no. he's 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 scored a good amount of goals in the Premier League. I think he's got for club and country, or just for club maybe, I think he's got double figures for goals this season. I mean, he's still mm. settling into a far better quality league than the league he came from. Um, so even with that taken into account, he, he, he could have really, really good numbers. And I think maybe at some point he's just going to click and he's going to fly. Um, but what a player though. What a player to, to kind of tear the... Um, Tear the um the opposition defenders around and to really mm. drag him out of position. He kind of does all that stuff really well, and that shouldn't be forgotten just because he's so but, chaotic.
1: But but if you're a coach at Liverpool and you're sort of saying look to the young players who are coming through, and I think Klopp's legacy is all, all going to be about how many players he manages to get on on the field. Lee Clark's son was there for crying out loud. Oh, that
0: really picked your interest because I get impressed. Like, I, I was like, sat, I was sat with Sammy
1: Amiobi, the dog, another <laughs> a, a Newcastle Academy player, obviously, um, and uh, and 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 we both sat up at the uh, at the very idea of a man who looks like Lee Clark coming onto the field. At
0: one point, Newcastle's um, kind of infrastructure in the academy was so bad, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that far away from players' dogs being involved. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it well, past you them. You say, the say honest, that, but yeah. that's 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 Obi's son. That's a dog. That, that is but yeah. But he's legally <laughs> the owner and provider for that that dog.
1: Get in that that bin bin based ice bath. Um, I I would say that like if you are a coach at Liverpool and you, and you are working with someone like Lee Clarkson and you're sort of saying look look to the professionals at the top of their game playing for the first team at Liverpool uh, and basically copy what they do. Do they really want to be copying Darwin Nunez's
0: performances? Yeah, it just seems so instinctive and so God given, and and, mm. and and it's just a lot of talent. And I think I'm sure he works really hard. I'm sure he's a great athlete and a great kind of trainer and all the rest of it. It's just he he's just got that X factor about him. He's got mm. like a, the almost like a a Berbatov X factor, but he's just a hundred mile an hour quicker mm. and a much better athlete. Fewer tabs, um, and and obviously you know it's actually a fairly shit comparison because Berbatov's probably technically better than most players, but i I thought the the game was a good game. I thought that Chelsea kind of papered over quite a lot of cracks by mm these with these penalty shouts and with the fact that yeah you know it's a fairly end to end opening without Chelsea really fashioning any chances. But when you look at it, if you are gonna say things like, Well Chelsea could have done this and could have had that, you then really need to look at the fact that Darwin Nunez probably should have scored about six goals mm. and Liverpool could have, you know, got to double figures. They had like they had twenty eight shots um and thirteen of those were on target. So I mean they they kind of blew Chelsea out of the water really. And 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 I think the reason that's interesting is because you know, we know really what Liverpool are and we're mm. still finding out what Chelsea are and I think they are in big, big danger now of just being you know, in a, a moneyed mid-table team. And there's not really, I mean, the, the biggest insult you could probably pay to Chelsea at the moment, as we sit here now, even off the back of that defeat, is that no one really kind of talks about them much. They no. don't really own a narrative that they used to like a good few years ago. They've suffered a lot from Man City, Liverpool, and lately Arsenal all the being very good The fans
1: aren't visible.
0: I, 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 the fans used nah. to be way more visible for me. You used to see a lot more shirts around, to be honest. Yeah, and I I wonder whether like obviously it may not have been a car crash and, and taking up endless column inches obviously sucks mm. a lot of the the oxygen out as well. But unless it's something on them spending like mad money like it was this time a year ago or making yeah. kind of weird decisions at board level or whatever, it just they just seem miles and miles off it. And I would also add this, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Liverpool Chelsea was a showpiece arguably the showpiece rivalry game in the Premier League. They yeah. had a really kind of good, fierce rivalry going for a while. And they've just dropped off massively since then. They're kind of miles away from that, I would say. Mm. Well, a word for um, Castledo's Connor Bradley, Luke. Is this, is this why yeah.
1: Klopp's leaving? Because he has to make decisions about getting him on the field when he's got Yeah, I just can't who... deal with it. I can't, it's... I can't do it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too much. It's daddy or chips, and I, ju- I just want both of them. Yeah. Never choose between daddy or chips, though, right?
0: Um possibly the maybe most daddy can eat all of the, the chips of... and
1: then fundamentally you are choosing the same thing if you choose daddy. So well, wasn't right. that such
0: an awful advert like for for dads everywhere?
1: Daddy or chips daddy or chips. I don't know I wasn't I, I I I'm not I'm
0: not a dad wasn't a dad then so I, I'll tell you when I'm a
1: dad. <laughs> but the thing is it's
0: it's um it's you know after all this amazing stuff your dad does you love chips so much you still prefer chips to your dad. I just think it's a bit mm. mean. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked again. What's what the got problem with chips? They're delicious. They're they gl- are great.
1: They'll never let you down. D- Daddy will let you down. Sorry, you're telling me this.
0: <laughs> Excuse me.
1: Our daddies will let us down, Luke, but
0: chips <laughs> will never let us down. I think I think Conor Bradley looks amazing. I think mm. I, I, it's got to the point where they've got to get him in the team. I know that there's you know I think Trent Alexander-Arnold has been out of the side and he, he can play. They've experimented with him in a different couple of different positions and he can mm. he can be flexible and play slightly, slightly you know, different different parts of the field. But the way Bradley was um, tonight, I mean, Ali McCoy escaped the man of the match. I thought rightly so. I thought he was just really, really fucking good. Um, the third goal, for example, was great mm. uh, from Bradley. But then it's a great example of what I just said earlier about the difference between where Liverpool are and where Chelsea are. You know, Badashile, admittedly, playing a bit out of position, but he gets nowhere near... I mean, essentially, Badrashile's coming to that club for 40 million quid. Yeah. Liverpool produced Bradley through their academy. Bradley goes way past Badashile; gets nowhere near him, but doesn't even really make an attempt to stop the cross. I mean, and if you're not going to blame Badashile for that because he's a young player still there in this trade and playing out of position, then you have really got to ask questions of the Chelsea kind of situation because, you know... They've spent so much money, yet they still seem so short in certain positions. Mm. I could get on board with the idea that Ben Chilwell, who has has had really serious injury problems, I think it kind of gets to the point now where you wonder if he's ever going to get back to it. I know he's only 27, but he's missed so much football. He looks so poor tonight. I mean, he he, Mm. he had a problem with the... um, I think it was the second goal. goal—or Yeah, I think it was the second goal. He got the ball away, got caught out of position a number of times. Um, had to get, I mean, I don't know if he's dragged up at time because he still was feeling something or whether he just had such a bad night at the office they wanted to take him out of the firing line um, and he was by no means the poor, you know, the only poor performer for Chelsea but it just, it just feels like they're still a bit all over the place and getting the run around from a, a kind of academy player who's come through and still learning this trade but looks really exciting the difference there pete in my view is that liverpool are creating an environment for young players to really flourish and really you know, perform he's, he took his goal really well as well he just it was just a complete performance from him really and from a player so young he just seems like he'd be very exciting for, for a very long time provided as you've kind of alluded to there he's not kind of stymied in this development because he can't get in the team i mean mm. he's definitely good enough in my view
1: yeah, and, and I think um the, the the final goal for me, um, and, and I mentioned it briefly a little earlier, Luis Diaz just the way he gets into the the box and the defender just hasn't noticed that he's by the again, by the <laughs> again, and and like, and dinner
0: dinner man- money, <laughs> all over the fucking place.
1: And 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 you just sort of go like that. Kind of summed up the entire performance in Liverpool. They were just at the races. They were intense. They wanted it. Um, and and Chelsea just looked like um, a lot of players, a lot of you know, admittedly uh, talented individual players. But every single player on that field, you imagine if an offer came in for tomorrow, and there might be. Um, that they, they, they would be out of the door because that's what Chelsea are. They're, they're a they're a weird um, club that very much enjoyed the uh, enjoy the machinations of of the fax machine and, and and the boardroom. Um, is, is this it, the fax machines? You reckon? Oh, yeah, it's got to be, aren't there? It's just the whole kind it of is. turbo fax. Wasn't there a big oh. thing with Messi's turbo fax kind of wanting? It's the know, first time I've ever heard turbo
0: fax, and I think the athletic did I about think, three thousand words on what it was. Th- that yeah, happened. yeah,
1: I seem to recall that. Yeah, I mean, you were surprised, Luke, that uh, Conor Gallagher, Chelsea's. FFP duel in the um, in, in the cash converters was playing what if his hamstring pops what if he yeah, well, finds find himself on
0: the a really odd situation chiefly because you know he's been heavily linked with Spurs Spurs won mm. him and then you look at what I mean I mean, essentially really in between the lines what's probably happened is Spurs have nickel and dime Chelsea for the entire window yeah. Chelsea have got bored of it Pochettino probably doesn't want to lose him because he keeps picking him and uh, he's played as captain, hasn't he, on more than one occasion? Yeah. Um, yet the board maybe have other ideas, but they don't want to let him go for a short amount of money, and then, and then, you know, Spurs will make an offer for formally and publicly tomorrow, so they can show their fans they're trying. Um. And it may not happen. But I thought right. it was really strange that he played. I thought the, I thought before the game if he plays tonight, he's not going to go. Mm. We'll see. I mean, and he obviously he did play tonight, kind of, and uh, <laughs> and um. We'll see what develops there. But, you know, it's, it's, a, um, it's, a, it's a strange situation. Um, I just yeah, I just thought Chelsea were just really, really poor. I know it's easy to be beaten at, at Anfield and Liverpool are a good team. But I think there's there's ways of going about it. And, yeah. and, and perhaps that wasn't the right way. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my dube, I'm listening to the football ramble. What did you think of the two Chelsea penalty appeals? I thought that I genuinely, despite what I've said about them, and I've been quite negative about them tonight, but I, I actually think both of those should have been penalties. Now, I can't see why VAR didn't intervene. They'll say something about how it didn't hit the threshold and it wasn't clear and obvious or whatever. But to me, they were two penalties.
1: I, th- I think the penalty in the second half no, I think the second one uh, Nkunku into the box um should have should have been a penalty I, I don't know what I don't know what they're looking I I just genuinely don't believe yeah. um that, that that they should call themselves a, um a force for um applying the laws of, of the game I just I just I just can't I'm watching that and I'm just like and, and especially it came at a time when Chelsea had obviously just scored and Nkunku's goal was a really Good goal, like found space. The way found time in in, so in a sea of defenders and stuff, and and you it'll get lost in the mix because of obviously you know they lost four one, but I thought it was a real shame. So hopefully Unkunku will burn off a DVD of that and stick it stick it in his uh, in car stereo. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but certainly the second one I, I think was an, a, an atrocious bit of refereeing. Um, yeah, on I, yeah, field. it's
0: it's t- they seem to get caught between two stools the, the officials because the. Ref- Referees, in my view, clearly err on the side of caution because they feel that VAR's a safety net. Even if it's sub- subconsciously, yeah. they, they have that there. And then you get caught between these two stools because then the VAR will go, well, um, it doesn't really meet the threshold of clear and obvious, so we're not going to yeah. do anything about it. But then on some decisions, they're straight in there. Mm. Like a wrap up a drain pipe. Mm. You can't stop them. So mm. it is really odd to understand. What I find odd about it as well is that you know the kind of natural rhythms of watching a football match. And, and, and VAR is meant now that, for example, it's a real shame in the case of, say, someone like Conor Bradley who scores his first goal for Liverpool, it's a beauty. He can't really fully 100% celebrate because he doesn't know if it's going to be a, an yes. infringement. Yeah. And, and, and then all of a sudden, you gear yourself up for that infringement as, as a viewer because you're so used to it now. And then when it doesn't come, it's quite surprising and then, and it really manifests itself when you go and watch like a lower league game, or you go to a non league game, or whatever, and someone scores and it's a great goal. You're like, "Fuck it out, oh yeah, oh yeah." There's no VAR, brilliant. Yeah, it just makes the, the viewing experience quite a lot different to what mm. it used to be like. Um, but yeah, I, I um yeah, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was good. I thought, um, you know, <clears throat> Chelsea's got a long way to go um it's hard for I mean I guess they what they've got a high behind is the idea that they're still kind of in development I suppose I mean it's I was watching the game and I had the patreon the ramble Discord open, mm. which is available for patreon um subscribers and um a few of the lads on there were saying that you know it just they just like just a lot, lot like they met in the car park before the game every single game mm. and I, I know they've been in decent enough form to here and there yeah yeah but if you look at the, like the teams they've played against i mean it's you know it's it's yeah, it's Middlesbrough in the League Cup. It's you know a narrow win over Fulham. It's Preston in the FA Cup. It's a narrow win over Luton. You know mm. it's a it's a, a win over Sheffield United. who are just historically terrible. You know, it's 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 that kind of stuff. Um, Thin where- gruel. Yeah, I to... think it's pretty thin gruel actually. Like a narrow win at home over Crystal Palace. You know, they're not really pulling up any trees and they go to a team who are a genuine contender that you think, okay, right, this will be a real good measure of where Chelsea are at. And they just get their pants pulled down like over and over again. Liverpool were attacking at will. It was like, it was relentless stuff really at times. Mm. Uh, Chelsea, uh, sorry, Liverpool just moved through the gears and, and and asked questions over and over again. And Chelsea had no real answer for it. And I think that penalty that Liverpool had that Nunez um, hits the post on, if they score that, I mean, that's before half time. It's the game's over after 40 odd minutes, you know, it's done. Mm. It's genuinely done. So mm. yeah, that, that's basically how, how, how I see it. Well, on Monday, we mentioned that uh, Liverpool are filming an all or
1: nothing fly in the world documentary series of Jurgen Klopp's a final season. If you are sitting down to watch that on uh, your Netflix's or your Amazons of this world, of this world um, <laughs> in a couple of years time, or maybe just six months time, depending on how long it takes, um, What would you be looking forward to be seeing after this match? Jurgen Klopp saying, thanks lads, Uh, I'm not really leaving, I'm just Mm. doing this to G everyone off and then I'm going to continue my work as Liverpool manager. Or would you want him to sort of go, oh, I'm going to miss days like this, this is really
0: fun. (laughs) Uh, You know, he said in 2019 that if Liverpool put a video out of me in that situation, as in the club documentary, I would Mm. leave the club. Do you reckon that's what's happened? Then they've they've they well, I think they've just, gone. You know, they've, they've noticed cameras that on the lawn. Well, now he said he's leaving. We got off. We can just we do got, it. We can do it now. Yeah. he no, has got no card to play. <laughs> um, I, I do. I do like um, those. I find myself like drawn to those type of documentaries.
1: Oh, the the uh, Arteta head heart thing
0: was like I, that. That kept me in, kept me one for months. <laughs> but they're, they're, those one, the thing is, the top level ones mm. are quite sanitised, aren't they? They, yeah, definitely. Box I mean, there's, there's, no, box there's nothing. To, to I
1: mean, there is nothing. I mean, the Newcastle United one is is the worst of the worst for obvious reasons. It's a, it's a sports washing uh, piff posse exercise. But I mean, oh, one with f- um, Amanda Staveley in the car. Exactly. Yeah, Fucking, yeah. Doing, do, do doing they just put they just
0: put like a kind of like dr- quite dramatic soundtrack behind it. Yeah and try to dramatize then, things that are actually the most boring and sickening things that could ever happen. Yeah, just trying to you know, you know, offload Jeff Hendrick <laughs> just, 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 The best ones Pete of in my view have have been Sunderland till I die. For yeah. Slightly different because it's tragic. It's tragic, no, but it's it's
1: and there's a lot of characters there that they, they are an unprofessional, they were at that point an unprofessional club. And and to be honest, they're in probably in a better state than they because they were only going in one direction there then, but now at least they've got some young players to, to, to hang on who are not on a load of money. Um, so at least no, I know on, what you mean, but it's also what's right and direction. all like they're so yeah. the people
0: who are running the club at the time are so incompetent they couldn't even mm. fucking veto stuff yeah right? exactly and then the one after that that's good is, is Welcome to Wrexham is good for again a slightly different reason mm. as it's like it's made by professionals from Hollywood so it's actually yeah. fucking good to watch mm. and I'm not saying it's it's not um, sanitised a bit and it's not PR driven because it is mm. but they have done an awful lot of good for that town so like it's 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 mm. they, kind of undeniable, really, I think. It's it's um,
1: romantic and unromantic at the same time, and yeah, they spend an I ungodly so. amount of money for that league. But, but g- you g- know, can I say, I That's what of, every um, club would, would want in, in that position, you would imagine.
0: Yeah. Especially a club of that size. Speaking mm. of um of box office draws, by the way, mm. did you see John Terry in among the Chelsea fans? Uh I didn't actually. Was he just it's kind of just shot. hanging
1: out on the hanging out on the uh, Yeah, and it and it follows on the terrace?
0: It, Yeah, and it follows um obviously Alan Shearer doing it at Craven Cottage with the Newcastle mm. fans. Yeah, and yeah, I find that, I know a lot of people like that kind of stuff, but I quite I actually find it quite cynical. I do as well. If you are as well known as JT
1: or Alan Shearer, I completely agree. If Just you doing are, it to get a
0: ruffle, right? Just doing it to get everyone to love
1: you. Yeah, and, it's, and certainly for Alan Shearer, obviously a lot of his um, commentary uh, and podcast um, uh, obligations will be down here in that there London, so it's not, not much of a trip, is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, I did, but it. the thing is, you're not. I know that you can support a club mm. uh, in that position, and obviously John Terry undeniably supports Chelsea, and Alan Shearer undeniably supports Newcastle. But mm. they're not quote unquote fans, are they? So no, they're not going. Even if they go among the crowd, they're not going to get the same experience that their fans get because they just didn't get fucking bothered the whole time.
1: Yeah. So exactly. so it, so, it, it's, it, so yeah. So you're not watching. You're not watching the uh, match. It so just seems like you, you do that to show match. what a great yeah, yeah. bloke
0: yeah. Yeah. you are. Completely agree. Com- yeah, and we know like, I know for a fact that John Terry isn't a great bloke.
1: <laughs> so it's not going exactly. to
0: wash with it's me. Been, it's been proved repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: uh, elsewhere tonight, Man City uh, eased past Burnley 3-1 to keep touch with Liverpool at the top of the table. They have an aggregate score, Get this Luke, 46-2 in their last 13 <laughs> games against Burnley. How Would many you, legs you, though? Can it's not Man two City, legs. Can Man City be your bogey
0: team? Is that allowed? <laughs> yeah. in I, think I think it'd be a pretty packed list if it was. Yeah, I um, think so. I, I, um, yeah, I didn't watch the game um because I was watching the Liverpool Chelsea mm. game. Uh, it it was pretty much done and dusted like fairly early on, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, Julian Alvarez did this thing, Katie, Kevin De Bruyne did this thing, you know, after 20 minutes or whatever it was. Um it was it was done and, and I think the third goal was around half time. Yeah, indeed. There's
1: a van parked outside my house um and it's like a painter decorator I think. And it's um KBD and every time I walk past it I think, Kevin Bedoin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what does it stand Kevin for Bedoin? in reality, though?
1: I don't know. It's like, I think it's yeah, something, some kind of um, roofing or decorators company, but I always think, Kevin Bedoin. Kevin anyway. Bedoin. Yeah. Any given bedroin. Uh, anyway, uh, elsewhere, elsewhere, um, a thrilling denouement to the uh, Spurs Brentford match. Uh, Spurs three, uh, Brentford two at White Hart Lane. Uh, the result that uh, sorry, the Tottenham Spurs Stadium is that what I'm calling. <laughs> sorry, completely yeah, forgot yeah. where what, where Spurs it, what, play you, football. I'm uh, Sports Direct at uh, Newcastle United uh, at St James's yeah. Park. Personally, um, but uh, it was the result that took Spurs into the top four. I do believe all smiles between the uh, Neil Moores and. Uh, uh, James Madison's of this world after um, Mopé opened the scoring for Brentford him and uh, Ivan Tony copied uh, the dart celebration that uh, J Mads does after scoring and, and James Madison wasn't wasn't very happy about it he he put his arm round Mopé and as if to sort of go hey I'm the big dog here but he's not the big dog he's James Madison and Mopé mm. went get to fuck <laughs> yeah. and tried to attack him it was great
0: um like you don't know, remember the tagline for the film Alien versus Predator? Yeah, whoever the, wins, we lose. The, yeah, it's one of the best taglines in Hollywood history. Whoever wins, mm. we lose. That's how I feel when I see a James Madison Neil Morpie banter off. <laughs> whoever wins, all of us have lost something there. Yeah, it Haven't makes me we? sad inside. To be I, honest. I did like it when Madison said afterwards, um, "Oh, I told Neil Morpie that he, he didn't have, he doesn't score enough goals to have his own celebration, so he had to steal yeah, mine." Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not even a good celebration, is it? No, it's not. And and I hate him. When he does it.
1: I, don't, <laughs> I, I hate him with every fiber of my being. I, I don't like seeing it. I think it's shit. I think I, I'm not a fan of the darts. Maybe if I went to the darts and... Got drunk and waved a little card around with something offensive on it, I would enjoy it. Or, what would you put on the card? I just, um, has anyone thought of playing snooker? I don't know. I don't, just anything that just, just, I'm not a big darts guy. Although, right. yeah. Just
0: put yeah. that on it. Just, just I mean, put you should, that. Not just a big put, darts guy. I'm not a big darts guy. And just wave it <laughs> every time there's 180. I reckon you should do that. Yeah, exactly. You well, get filled um, in by some coked up group big from Black and Essex. Some yeah.
1: Absolute big lad. Um, well, yeah. I mean, do you like the celebration you're a fan of him when really. he does that?
0: Not really. The only thing good to come out of all this is the fact that some journalists. Literally, as we're recording this right now... We'll be having almost, to write about it. Almost some, certainly some journalists... No, some journalists will stick their head above the parapet and try and make a funny joke about it to Ange Postacoglu, who will absolutely eviscerate them, <laughs> and everyone will laugh, and it will go viral yeah. on the internet tomorrow. That's the only good thing to come out of all this stuff. And mm. I also like how excited Brennan Johnson was to score and then be able to do the piss take of the piss take to flick Exactly. It. Like, he was he was really excited. I, he was... I
1: think he was uh, obviously he was trying to defend the honor of his teammate, but another reading of that situation was that Brennan Johnson was just taking the piss out of Madison again. Yeah, which he could is have a done. funnier
0: reading of it, I think. Could have been. <laughs> um, um, Neil Moppy is a professional shithouse. I mean, there's no doubt about he that. He is, yeah. Ivan Tony at, at his
1: very best in this match as well. I did see quite a lot of this
0: match. The way Ivan Tony is. Um is as well like he's talking about wanting to leave even though Brentford has stood by him for so long I've I've said my piece about that a week or two ago mm. but he obviously scored tonight as well yeah. and who knows what's going to happen tomorrow with him I mean presumably nothing but we don't yeah you know, we don't know um yeah. So it's kind of an interesting affair all around. I'll just add, I caught a bit of this game and, and I was all super impressed. I know this is a bit boring for people who don't like Spurs. I don't particularly like or dislike Spurs, but I, I do like Ange Postacoglu. I think he's a real breath of fresh air in the Premier League. And I think he's actually a really interesting and super competent manager as well and I was interested to see that in the first half Spurs seemed really flat Then he made a couple of changes switched it up a bit and then Spurs scored three goals in eight minutes just after half time basically Yeah, I, and, I, it, and took the game away from Brentford and I think that is I mean maybe a coincidence maybe a bit of luck you know you'd rather have a lucky general than a good one and all that but it happened you know and he made the changes he affected the game and, and they came out with a win in a, in, in a really crucial game where they needed a positive result to kind of keep touch with mm-hmm. um with everything else that's going on. It's a big um, couple of days for them because, of course, Aston Villa lost and now they've been able to get a win. If they had followed up what Aston Villa did yesterday um, by having a shitty result against Brentford, it would have been very deflating.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do like watching this Spurs side, though. With, with and they're great and, to and watch. Mitten. They really well, are. Well, and, and when he makes the
0: changes, it is a
1: little bit like a kaleidoscope. Like You don't know exactly how this is going to go it's going to go a million different ways it's fractal football every little kind of triangle triangular pass could be chaotic it could be excellent or they could concede and it's and it's so much more exciting than anything that has been experienced at the white hart lane at st james's park over the past few
0: seasons <laughs> it's 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 been it really has been a breath of fresh air for good and bad i think it's, fra- it's fractal football. One of my good pals is a Spurs fan, and I go to watch them quite a bit, which is why I go there mm-hmm. quite a bit. And there were some really, really turgid fucking times under Conte yeah. and Mourinho. And yeah. I think that, you know, it's an old cliche, but I, I do think for a time, I do think some Spurs fans are pretty deluded, actually, but for a time, they will accept just having a great old fucking knees up and watching a good game of football and winning winning some big showpiece games and yeah. forcing their way into the top four. And they'd be obviously desperate to win a cup or something. But I don't think they're that unrealistic. A lot of mm. them, and this, as long as Ange gets some, keeps them playing this kind of entertaining stuff, and keeps them guessing, and and keeps doing actually really kind of straightforward you know non-management speak press conferences from like a really straight-talking Australian who likes like he looks to, just looks like he likes to pound beers people are going to be happy with that you know and, and I'm, I'm also for, as an outsider looking in I'm also fairly happy with that as also well also
1: very happy with that um, yeah. I, I, I tell you for one uh, the Spurs uh, fans probably wouldn't have been happy with uh, Norgaard's performances uh, or certainly yeah you're talking about that apparently it was a, on the a vicious assault
0: after vicious assault wasn't
1: it? he was like after his yellow he spent the rest of the match screaming at the referee <laughs> committing about seven fouls the last of which was like a pretty severe body check for a professional foul on Madison it was it was an atrocious bit refereeing to be honest God what do should you reckon not... happened I have no idea, but Norgard was every time Brentford had a chance, Norgard was involved at some point, and I was like, the narrative is just clear. Norgard's going to score, or he's going to be involved in the in in, in the winner. Oh, sorry, in the in, in the equaliser. Yeah, yeah. It was very bizarre stuff. I mean, Bre- Bre- right at the death, uh, Brentford's uh, Baptiste um, almost in the six yard box, just sort of side foots it over. He really needed to get on, on target, but again, it was a really really fun end to the match. And um, Rich Allison, we'll, we'll touch on him very very briefly. He's now the highest scoring Brazilian in the top five European leagues this season. A stat that you keep looking at it looks less impressive the more you look at it. But what team in you know the, the in, I'm not saying he's gonna he would move in the January transfer window, but if um, someone's going to be a, a, air dropping, uh, a, or air or, a, 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 yeah, air dropping. That's when you jump out of a plane. That's allowed, isn't it? is not it? that air Is
0: when you send a photo to someone through an Apple product.
1: But when you parachute, do you not airdrop? It doesn't matter. Parachute. parachute if you job. parachuted a player uh, like Richarlison on the form he is in at the moment, playing with a smile on his face, he's, uh, what team in the Premier League couldn't do with like, quite a disciplined grafter in the form that he is at the moment? And as I said, you know, the highest scoring Brazilian in the top five European leagues. He... He's looking really good and and that's a that's got to be a massive kind of like tick in the in 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 the wind's ledger for Ange. He, he looks like a completely different player to 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 his touch at the start of the season was atrocious balls would just bounce off him and now he just looks like he can cope with any ball any height, any speed and at any time.
0: And it's also a crucial thing because obviously they lost Harry Kane, right? And yeah. if you look if you look at you know it's it's quite quite an interesting point of discussion because you're talking about clubs that would would On him and and you know it's really valuable to have that kind of thing. And he's Brazilian, you know. I know he scored against Nottingham Forest, but like Richarlison's got double the amount of Premier League goals this season than Gabriel Jesus has, who plays down the road and is also Brazilian and also works his bollocks off, uh, but really doesn't contribute the amount of goals that that Arsenal kind of need at the moment. So it makes it even more interesting. I think he's 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 been in good form. He's been playing well. I think it's taken him a very very long time to settle. He's talked a lot about. How difficult emotionally and mentally he's found it when he's come up short in front mm. of goal, and and yeah, you know, you'd have to be pretty hard. I mean, I know I've taken the piss out of him over and over again on the show, but you know, that's just part of the job. Um, you'd have to be a hard heart indeed not to not to kind of feel from a bit. Um, he's still got somewhere to go to pick up his goal scoring record overall in Spurs to bring it up to speed because you know it was pitiful last season. I mean, it really was pitiful. Mm. Um, but he's already way way ahead of that in, in far fewer games, so maybe he's he's, he's on his way. You know.
1: Well, they reckon that um, the most prolific strikers, um, you know, the ones at the top of the tree, like Harlan and stuff, um, they are uh, more adept at shooting first time. Rather than taking two or three touches, and Rich Allison is right at the top of that list. He he rarely takes more than two touches before he uh, dispatches a shot, um, and and therefore his I presume his like extra like a lot higher than I think it's three times higher than um, uh, Jesus who you mentioned there. Right. So it, maybe it is just about um, confidence and um, you know feeling feeling like you could whack it as hard as you can as soon as you get it really. <laughs> and it's also it's
0: also not easy is it to be like right you're basically now going to have to occupy a role. Um, Replacing um probably this club's best ever player mm. uh, and you're gonna have to do it um, you know, prolifically. I know he can mm. play off the left as well, but he's mostly played through the centre of the season. And he's and to be fair, I mean he's he, not not many players get to Kane numbers, but he is doing it. I mean he's got he's got mm. a good amount of goals. He's got for Club and Country this season he's got twelve goals. Nine? It's 12 terrible. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. um so yeah, I I wish him nothing but the best, Peter. Yeah. Um yeah and I think I'll leave it there yeah well, chuck, chuck that he'll probably chuck that flare into the crowd
1: and get banned for a few matches at the weekend. Uh, well, uh, that, that's about it for us uh, on uh, Ramble Reacts. Thank you for joining us uh, this evening. Thank you for joining uh, us all uh, here at the Football Ramble. Join us on Friday for the previous show where we'll be looking ahead to Liverpool's title clash with Arsenal and reacting tomorrow night's Premier League action. There's more of it; it never stops on Jules Breach's TNT. And in the meantime, you can find us on X, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble and you can subscribe on Spotify. Luke,
0: we'll see you soon. See you later.
1: Listen to the Luke and Pete show if you want. That's out as well. That's out. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.